Hey, and welcome to another issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by the usual cast of characters and a guest star. First of all, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the numbers guy, the evil genius, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Good. Welcome, everybody. Okay. Well, I was wow. Expect- I was expecting more. Wow. wow. And of course, more. the Look clown more. prince of collecting. I'm out. The man with the hole in his collection, the art guy, Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? Good. How, how is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, we get the professional voice from it? He's doing it. What, what? the fuck? Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I'll make up for the sloppiness. Uh, I'm, of course, the, the words guy, the uh, world's oldest kid sidekick. I am Lance, and we are joined by a special guest villain this week. I can't believe we have two of this clan in here. We are joined by Dr. Rich Needs One, Brian's brother. Rich, how are you? Outstanding. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, wait. It hasn't even began. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that back. Don't be thankful yet. See you guys later. By the end of this, you're going to be wondering why the hell you volunteered for this. But welcome to another issue. So, uh, Brian, you got some news for us? You know, not a whole lot happened this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had DC Fandome, which was uh, phenomenal. First news I got is Stargirl, uh, season two. We're hoping for a season three already, but uh, we were right when we were talking about it's going to be Yolanda dealing with no, the killing. Yeah, you, they, they just hinted that real murder. well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but no no real news on... Um, Casting what, for like, on, the shade yeah, or on, anything like that. Yeah, on who might be appearing, so... Uh, we'll hold on for that, and I'm going to tell you when we'll get that news in just a minute. Ben Affleck joined the cast of The Flash, along with Michael Keaton. So oh. we will get the... Uh, Multiple Batmans, Batfleck huh? and the Keaton man. Nice. When we will get more Stargirl information is September 12th. Fandome has split into two days. Oh. So the second one being in three weeks, September 12th, and that's when they're going to deal more with the TV stuff, and we'll see more on that. They did a Flash panel at this one. But we'll see more the small screen news coming out of that. And if it's any indication, uh, or if this is any indication of what we might get, then it's going to be really exciting. So, Fandom, bunch of trailers drop, bunch of, of uh, new sneak peeks. Wonder Woman 84, we get to see the cheetah uh, and all her glory. I kind of think it was a mistake in that A, you're kind of waiting to see yeah. who, what it's going to look like. Uh, but B, I think that the CGI is going to be better in the movie. Normally, when they cobble together these uh, trailers, they're not using the finished CGI. Though, uh, the film was supposed to be fucking released by now, so let's assume. I thought she looked pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited. Cheetah's one of my favorite Wonder Woman villains. And they're going with the full beast. So, it's exciting. You saw the Black Adam concept sketches for the new film. Uh, there's an intro with, uh, what's it, Dwayne Johnson, who I still want to call The Rock, but we got to call him Dwayne Johnson now because he's no longer The Rock. Uh, so he's Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. It deals with conduct and him, he was a slave. He gets the power of Shazam. He becomes the dictator as somehow they trap him for 5,000 years and now he's released. Nice. Uh, so we're also going to see in that movie, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, which I am so excited about. Let's pull out just a way B character out yeah, of that. Yeah. And have Nicole Kidman player. Um, no, I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, and Adam Smasher. 
which is that's gonna be a cool visual. Yeah. You can get the giant. Yep. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And the only casting that we know is Adam Smasher. We don't know who the other yeah, three the are. Yeah, the younger guy. Younger guy. I yeah. The name. Yeah, and I forget him too. But he'll do a great job. The DC Cinematic Multiverse is going to spin out of the Flash movie, so we can look forward to that. Uh, season 3 of Titans is going to feature Barbara Gordon, so we will get Batgirl on Titans. I'm excited about that. I don't know if I it's thought Red going... Hood, yeah, they're going to do Red Hood in that one too, right? I hadn't heard. Oh, okay. I thought I saw Red Hood this morning. I hadn't heard. Uh, Red Hood would be awesome. I don't know if it's going to be Barbara Gordon <laughs> Oracle or Barbara Girl Batgirl. The Suicide Squad trailer... Fuck me, it looks badass. Just badass. I am so excited for James Gunn to take this. It Harley was... Quinn. Woohoo! <laughs> Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie in leather. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, now I got to watch the trailer. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the Arkham suit. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Okay. I mean, her in the, uh, the red prom dress thingy that she's got going on, spinning around, shooting, is just cool as shit. But... Uh, we see the weasel. We see polka dot man. We see <laughs> okay, so yeah, savant. Uh, I don't know who's going to survive this. What they what they did say they have a, a teaser, a sneak peek, a behind the scenes kind of thing. They said it's going to be a seventies war drama. To see King Shark, I, they just show the scene of him grabbing a guy and picking him up and getting ready to bite his head off. From the initial trailer, I almost think they're going to do King Shark a lot more like. They're doing him in the Harley Quinn animated, cause he kind of waves, <laughs> which you know, which you don't really expect. So I, I, I wonder if they're going to go that direction. Weasel is unbelievable. I, I can't even paw uh, him licking the window. Um, Harley Quinn shooting a bazooka. I, it's just, I am so excited for this movie. I cannot even tell you. And and the cast in it is wow. Is it concerning That's, that? Uh... King Shark looks better than Cheetah, CGI? No. No, it is not, you bitch. Uh, and then the uh, the Schneider Cut, uh, JL, because uh, it's not JLA, because they go for the world, not just America. It's going to be four hours, four hour long programs. Wow. Yeah. And then they're going to do more of a cinematic release where they put all four hours together gonna be amazing now the rumor i heard the batman trailer came out and uh and i'm gonna say that i am more excited for this film than i was for the nolan films the look of this film it's batman year two pattinson looks great he looks like a younger dirtier bruce wayne he's not as not as put together no there's no polish i like that they're showing you know with with keaton when he'd take off the cowl all the black eye makeup would be gone. Uh, Pattinson still has it on. Uh, he, he looks rough around the edges. You get to see Riddler. You see um, Catwoman. Uh, and all of them are, are a little less um, polished. There's no question marks. There's no... Riddler almost looks like a cross between the Court of Owls' talons and Doomsday's when he originally came out in that green suit with the goggles. Kind of looks like that. It's crossed between the two. Um, the feel of the movie, uh, Pattinson's Batman is going to be fucking brutal. Yeah, the, just, I, just the one scene where I'm vengeance and he beats the crap, like punches this guy like 20 times in oh the face. Oh my God. Yeah. Breaks his arm at yeah. the elbow, 
just knocks the shit out of him, and they show all the rest of the goons standing there just looking at him like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm vengeance. Uh, which was a play on, of course, uh, Burton's I Am Batman. And actually, it's not I Am Batman, it's I'm Batman. But I Am Batman sounds so much cooler. Take notes, Tim. So, big news coming out uh, oh. of, of uh, Fandom. Uh, I have not seen all the panels yet. I turned it on for the live stream and watched about 15 minutes of Batman in different languages. I'm not ADHD, but that was really hard to keep my attention. And just a shout out, I'm going to shout out to Casually Comics. If you're not watching that YouTube channel, do it. Uh, subscribe, hit the like button, do all the shit. She's great. Sasha is great on that. Uh, and does some deep dives. So that's all I've got. It was a big one. Cool. So, Rich, we asked all of our special guest villains. Uh, we have announced our secret origins as geeks in the first uh, the first issue. So do you have a secret origin where you realized you were a geek? I would probably... I'm probably going to regret this, but I would say that... When you couldn't get a date in high school. Having... That is not true. We're going to edit that out. Having uh, the influence of uh, Brian just grew up with superheroes and then um when we went to our first comic-con that's when i re-embraced and i said oh here we go i am i'm fully you're you're but you're collecting and oh yeah okay. and then from that point on it uh i started again at that point i I'd, I'd been collecting fantastic four throughout high school and um got hooked on burn collected uh, his run of ff and then a few other things, and then stopped when I went to college and medical school and doing all that thing. But then when we went to that first Comic-Con, then ever since then. I have to ask this question. <laughs> what was it like growing up with this guy? Just like he is now. Has he changed any? Has he matured at all? No. Okay. Not physically no. Either. You know, I, I gotta say, I think that this is where I put a fuck you in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, because when he was when he, he was very mature for his young age. <laughs> <laughs> what was that when he was three? <laughs> uh, no, you know, he just uh, it music comics. Farrah Fawcett poster on the above the bed is what I'm thinking. Oh, the ladies, yes. Okay. The. We're not even. We're not even. Gonna I had this huge Patty Smythe scandal poster, the, but the huge one, not the regular poster size bullshit one, that they usually put the ladies on. No, this was huge. Thank you for that. All right, Rich. Well, welcome to the program. Thank you. All right. So for our bonus uh, top three list, we're going to ask Rich to join us here. So to celebrate our love of the 1980s as far as filmdom goes. Gentlemen, I pose you this question. What are your top three films from the year 1982? Rich? 15 minutes on the clock. A great movie. Uh, the cast is incredible, all the way from top billing down. Uh, one of the funniest movies uh, I've ever seen. And I remember seeing it in the theater, which I can't believe our parents took us to go see it. Tootsie. Dustin Hoffman, uh, who is an out-of-work actor, needs to get a job and um, becomes the biggest star in soap opera. Outstanding 
movie. Bill Murray Bill in Murray, like a bit part. Yeah. Oh, he's a genius. His roommates. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, Terry Garr, Jessica Lange, Dabney Coleman uh, as the director. Uh, it's just such a great movie. Wow, great choice. That's a good one, yeah. It's on my list, but I didn't write it in just in case. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful because if you take one of Brian's, he gets real upset. No, I fucking don't. That's why he usually goes first. <laughs> no, I fucking don't. Well, go. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with a little-known film uh, because there were some obvious choices, and I thought that they were low-hanging fruit, to be real honest with you. But uh, it's a little film, Peter O'Toole, Marklin Baker, My Favorite Year. Oh. How is that a little-known film? That's a fan. did Peter film. O'Toole win an Oscar for that He's one? Yeah. yeah okay, okay. So anything with Peter. Peter O'Toole makes anything better. A little-known film that it's won an Oscar. It's a little-known film. It was the independent, <laughs> it's a little independent <laughs> film that they put out in, like, four theaters. Most people didn't see it. The guy from uh, My Cousin Vinny or whatever the fuck that was with Belky. Yeah. Perfect Strangers? Perfect Strangers, yeah. Perfect not... strangers. Or you can go Beverly Hill Cops 1. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Thank God you chose a low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that was, wow. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, well, I'll take my stuff. I'll go, yeah. I'll, I'll just, so I make sure I don't steal, like, Raiders of Lost Ark from Brian. <laughs> That's, that didn't come out in 82. That didn't come out in no, 82. No, but last year, but you were crying last time, so, all right. So he's gonna steal one of mine now. Yes. No, I guarantee you, nobody's got this. So uh, wait, wait, guarantee. Cool. Uh, there is a little film out of uh, Hong Kong by the Shaw Brothers called Le- "Legendary Weapons of China." That was number two on my. Oh, list. shut up! <laughs> it was my honorable mention. And uh, it is literally the last twenty minutes are like two guys beating the crap out of each other with like the coolest, most exotic, like kung fu weapons. In a Buddhist temple, it's freaking fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> <laughs> you two are such brothers. Oh, my God. All right, so that's my number three. What do you got, Keith? Uh, I will go with... Uh, I'm going to go semi-obscure. Probably you've all seen them, but um, comedy also. Uh, it's going to be Night Shift. Oh, Okay. You're actually literally crossing something off. I'm that's, crossing it that's off. That's amazing. You know, you got Michael Henry, Keaton, Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler running a prostitution ring out yeah. of the morgue. As goofy as that premise sounds, Shelley, that movie's hysterical. You know, I'm just going to throw out because I have to because you guys expect it from me. But Shelley Long running around in her underwear. Yeah, yeah. cooking cooking breakfast in her underwear. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it's the prostitute found, with the heart of gold. I've never found Shelley Long to be attractive other than there. There you go. <laughs> Uh, John M. Smythe, or do you say Smith, or whatever the fuck it is, man? Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, Keaton being uh, the idea guy, you know, oh. feed mayonnaise to fish. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, edible edible Kleenex? Or? Edible, something like that, uh, microwave pocket, pants pocket, so you can cook your food on the go. Oh, that was such a good movie. Johnny Blaze. Such Johnny a good Blaze. Movie. A great movie. Yes. Fun movie. Yes, I agree. All right. Rich, what do you got? Number two, uh, great soundtrack. Uh, I don't think, I think this might have been Cameron Crowe's first movie. He wrote it, he did not direct it. Um, another with amazing cast. You see some of the side people who are students, friends of you know the main characters, and they've gone on to have amazing careers. Uh, Spicoli, Mr. Han, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times. 
Uh, E.B. Cates. I'll say it before you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your mouth forming. E.B. Cates. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mash up two of Brian's lines here, two of Brian's uh, quotations here. So that's a, a booby bimbo movie with a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that that's, coming of age flick. It is man. a coming of age movie, it, uh, it, and it is it, it, it's the, the kind of the teenage sex romp, but it's much better than that yes. than that. You know, yeah, it's the one that they all aspired to. Yeah, be. yeah, uh, so good. Yeah, so like you were, and, and Rich, you were saying, like, like, isn't Nicholas Cage? Yeah, Nicholas Cage, yeah, is like just one of the stoner he's guys. Nick well, he's Nick yeah. Coppola in that. Yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, Nick Coppola. That's Eric Stoltz, when he was Eric Stoltz, Mark Edwards, yeah. stoner dudes, Sean Penn, Sean Penn. Oh my oh, god, it's so good. All right, what do you got, Brian? Okay, I'm gonna take the low hanging fruit because I had to, because uh, I, I just don't think that uh, you can't not. But the thing. Bitch, my number one. Uh, I, that's a re- simply the reason I didn't because yeah. it's like Keith's, but that's okay. One of the worst reviewed movies of the year. I could have gone. Was with it Tron. really? It, it, yes. No. I, there was a. It, they just. It's like the twenty, whatever anniversary of. It was a couple weeks ago, and they. I read an article online, and two of the worst. That is one of the worst reviewed movies because ET had just come out like two weeks beforehand, Fuck and it com- ET. completely dominated the box office. And the theory was that everybody liked the nice little alien. They didn't want the alien that ate people. You know what? Oh. It was the best ending. The best ending. The best end, dude. Yeah. The special, effect, the guy, the, the the special effects guy went into the hospital for exhaustion because he was working on a special effects twenty hours a day, and it was all practical effects. There was no digital bullshit. It was awesome. The ending. <laughs> yeah, just a suspense, just not knowing who's yeah. infected. That's that's always a great trope. And let's just throw in because we do it every every uh, it seems every year now. Uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Just Kurt yeah. Russell. Kurt Russell's establishing himself as a, and this is a you know kind of an action movie, but he's kind of the practical guy, and yeah, he's Joe Everyman in that yeah, situation. You know, Might have been Die Hard before Die Hard. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's, a good, that's a good one, Keith. <laughs> so I apologize. Yeah, Keith. I get a cookie. I apologize, Keith. It was I No, that's okay. I could not in good conscience. Let me have it. I get no. It. <laughs> no, just not say the movie. I know. I know. Uh, you know what? You, now you're just you throwing known in this crowd is gonna get said. Yeah, uh, you know what I knew it was gonna get said, but it's it's you're just throwing shit at the wall if you don't yeah, if you don't no, I get it. There, there's a few here that were obvious. Yeah. So. All right. Well, he stole yours, Keith. So steal one of his. Still, I don't know. What steal my number one. Your number one. Come on. Your number one. No, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to let someone else take that. I'm going to go with. <laughs> I'm going to go with First Blood. Okay. Oh. Okay. The, the 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 introduction of Rambo and and talk about a guy who just gets fucked all over the place and and you know is just trying to get along. You find out all his you know group from. The war are dead, and he's just passing through, and the sheriff dicks with him. Uh, you know. It's a long road. You're gonna sing it, sing it loud. Talk about night and day from. Uh, <laughs> wow, from the, we're the, definitely the, replacing you now, Brian. I know <laughs> the original from the original concept to like the sequel. Like yeah. First Blood yeah. is like almost like this kind of quiet movie. It's more a drama yeah. than an action flick. Yeah. Oh yeah. PTSD. Yeah, yeah. And it deals with a lot of things. Yeah. How people treat you. I can't find oh. your fucking legs. Yes. <laughs> it's like such a great movie. Well cast. Richard Crenna was great in that. Yes. Yeah, Richard Crenna, yes. yeah. Just great. And then so, then it just turned then they turned it into Denny an he, Denny yeah. he is a cop. Well Denny he's great in everything. And it's got uh 
little little Miami Vice boy in it. Uh, redhead. Uh, I guess CSI, guess Miami. CSI Miami. Oh, David Caruso. Caruso. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, David Caruso. His, David Caruso. 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 Something in... I think it's his first movie, possibly. Yeah. Oh, good, man. So yeah, it's just a great movie. It it it's like I said, it's an action film, but it's mostly drama. The drama in it's oh. deeper than the action. So yeah. all right, that's a good great one. Pick. That's a good one. All right. Um, Let's see here. Well, I'll just get it out of the way. The other worst-reviewed science fiction movie of the this year was uh, Blade Runner. You know, I looked at that and I thought, oh, you know what? It's but am I doing it just because of reputation or? But um, no, it's it is that good of a movie. It no, really it is. is. It is. Uh, what's his fucking name? Rutger Howard. Rutger Howard. <laughs> his fucking speech. <laughs> Dude, we've talked about this. But you know what? Then I could say, what's his fucking name? It's the geek geek pledge of allegiance, dude. I was going to go Brian James, but no. (laughs) Daryl Hannah is great in that. uh, uh, Almost is in it. Uh, John Almost. Edward James Edward Almost. Edward James, James, James Almost. almost. I or his brother that. John. Yeah, well, no, and it's cool like the, little... the set design and the, the, the world build. I mean, that's one of the first ones where you really got a feel Young for this. Good Sean Young this... was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. But who was the other replicant? Um, uh, Joanna Harris. Yeah. Who was the mom on like... Joanna the... Cassidy. Joanna Cassidy, Joanna thank Cassidy, you. She was yeah. like a mom she, she on... She was a snake stripper. girl. Snake stripper. Snake yeah. stripper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that was really... That was really an excellent film. No, and, and, and again, everything about it, like the world building, the set design, you really get got a, f- a feel for like this lived in, like really scummy earth and stuff like that. And I, I love, I, and I, again, I'm a geek heretic. I like the voiceover. I'm one of the few, but yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, there's 18 different choices you can have a which version of it, but. All right, Rich, what do you got for, uh, what do you got for a third one? Uh, I don't know if you guys consider this slow hanging fruit, but when I saw reviewed the list of 1982 films, uh, this was number one for me. Um, I think that to this day, uh, it still is the best movie of the entire series, and there's a whole boatload of movies in the series. Um, but it was Star Trek II: The Wrath of yes. Khan. The yeah. special effects still hold up to the uh, today. Yes. Um, I mean, you see it because it was one ship against another ship. The story was incredible. Um, and what they did uh, at the end there uh, from hell's heart i stab at thee for hate's sake oh that's or that's no and you're right it was long yeah but i <laughs> but me me being a uh a star trek and uh, equally star trek star wars fan uh this was without a doubt i saw that i was like okay just the best great choice good one yeah all right, Bryce. So, what's your number one that nobody has? So, my number one film for 1982, I think, is um, oh yeah, okay, right, yeah, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley as Gandhi. Oh, I forgot you had you mentioned put fucking that Gandhi earlier. on the list. Anybody put Gandhi on the list? Any of you no, fucking I, highbrow motherfuckers put it, Gandhi on the list? I kept it off the list. Mom made us go see that. It had an intermission. It, wow! Oh, it's it a long movie. But you so... were you were you were like still shitting yourself when that movie came out. Who says he is not? Wow! Oh, I was that's eight. good. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I I've only sat through once myself. A, um, for an eight year old, it's got to be torture. No, I I went home uh, and I was sixteen, uh, and just. I wish we would have had the internet, but just completely looked up everything I could on God. I bet wow. Rich went yeah. home and cleaned his room, thought he was in trouble for something, and he got punished yeah. for that. 
We sat through that whole fucking thing and then he dies at the end. <laughs> fucking gets killed. You're just like, because he died. What? I'm eight. You I don't know anything about Gandhi. You okay, didn't you see know? that coming in the beginning? 1908. <laughs> just, oh, it was just. Oh, lawyer. He could have been 74. Uh, one man. <laughs> you know, the scene where the guy stops eating for two weeks and changes a country. Brings two warring religious factions to their knees and has them stop because they want this man to eat. Just eat. Think that work nowadays? No. No. But in that same scene where he's going to... He's pouring coffee for all these other dignitaries as they're, as they're trying to... Do, no. 330 million... Or what? It's 300... Uh, Britners can't control 330 million Indians. I, it was just fucking brilliant. I, the guy was incredible. He was a pervert. Okay. No, he really was. But shit comes out about people. We're human. It wasn't like he was the coming of the second coming of Christ. But great quotes, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. All right, Keith. We got like a minute left. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh... What am I going to go with? I'll go with Tron or something. No, I don't want to go with Tron. <laughs> Tron. <laughs> Again, I'm going to go with uh, Death Trap. Ooh. Christopher Reeves. Uh, Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Caine and Diane Cannon. It's, it's uh, really cool. Uh, Ryan Johnson, who somebody in the room hates, says he patterned a lot of Knives Out after that. Yeah, he probably just copied the whole fucking thing because somebody else had an original thought. He couldn't. Knives Mother out. Fucker. I'll give you, I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, it, it did have a twist like Knives Out. I, I, I think Death Trap's better, but yeah. No, Knives Out had a twist like Death Trap. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Okay, corrected. Ryan, please stop listening. All right, well, there's 20 seconds left. I'm going to go with Tron as my last one, one of the first ones with uh, uh, computer graphic effects. Uh, Guys, this was another great year, so we got 48 hours. We got Conan the Barbarian. Uh, Next to Ken. Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist was this year? No. It was. No, really? Yeah. Dark Crystal. Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Rocky Three. An Officer and a Gentleman. All right, that's our uh, list of our favorite movies from 1982. Let us know what you think. Alright, and for our continuing uh, Star Wars-centric top three lists, gentlemen, I pose you this question with 15 minutes on the timer. What are your three favorite moments from all Star Wars properties? My first one is going to be, you know what, and I toss between this, because I really, uh, the Ahsoka Mall motion capture fight was so fucking good, but I am going to go with uh, Maul during Order 66 when he's walking through the fucking starship and he's just pulling panels off the wall to block and he's just kicking the shit out of them with no lightsaber. He's got nothing and he just walks through the clone troopers like they're nothing. And I thought that that was the greatest display of the dark side of the force that they've shown. Uh, So for that, that's my uh, number three. And uh, just a cool note about that, uh, they did the stop motion um, fight scene and it was Ray Park, yes. and it was the actress who did all of the stunt work for your favorite character in The Mandalorian. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So she was the one who did the stop motion as a Sokotano. Oh, oh neat. So good. Yeah. yeah. I still have so to watch that. Good. I still have to watch that. All right. I'm going to uh, 
go with my third favorite here. I'm actually doing them in order because there's a I do have a top moment. Um, the uh, most recent one is uh, the the Mandalorian save in, in the third episode of the Mandalorian the the, the sin where uh, the Mandalorian goes back for the child. He's pinned down. And the Mandalorians come in and start wasting every dude. Yeah. I literally, the first time I saw it, I stood up and cheered. And the, the subsequent times I've watched it, I just get goosebumps. But then it was like I, I love a good cavalry save like that. And then like you know he like this is the way. And it was just like yes, you know I just yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, this is the obvious one. I'm sure everyone's got it on their list. Uh, Vader from Rogue One. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's not on my list, but yeah. Oh, really? Even though... That would have been... That was going to be first honorable mention, but yeah. Again, I think... Dude, you're the one who complains about that the most. I think the scene is stupid. I think the fight scene is awesome. I think he should have got... I think they should have went through one airlock and been on a ship, him stand there, someone shoots at him, and then he turns around and slaughters everyone behind him. After after they get away. There's no way the guy's getting away from him. Yeah, that's really his only goal. Yeah, his only goal is to stop, his job is to stop that guy from getting away. Yeah. Now, we all knew he had to get away because we all seen episode four. But if you would have had it where he just went through an airlock right away when Vader got there, and then all of a sudden take a shot, and all these uh, guys are behind him, and you just go, cut through them then, that would make more sense. And the rage that, that his one thing he had to do, he got away. I thought they filmed that poorly. I think it's a great scene. Rich? Rich? George, call me if you need help. Kathleen Kennedy. Um, uh, I, I would say um, when on uh, Bespin, when uh, Han, uh, they bring him in and they're getting ready to freeze him in carbonite. The setting of it, um, how you see the shadow of Vader, um, the dialogue, um, especially when he, you know, Leia first says, I love oh, you. Yeah. And his response is, I know. That's, yeah. And then yeah. the, <laughs> just the build up, the build up, because you're like, there's no way they're going to kill him. But are they really going to do this? And then they freeze him and you come out and being a huge uh, Han Solo fan, I was like. Oh, they just see like, him with his hands and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really gro- yeah, the grotesque image yeah. of him. Yeah. Like, great. You can and tell he, you, it hurt. You know? When he slams it down. Uh, just that whole, that was, uh, I thought, one of the best uh, film scenes in all of the Star Wars. Great yes. choice. That's, right. a, that's, a, good, that's yeah. a good one. That really is. Yeah. It's unfortunate it didn't hit my mind. For number two, uh, it's a quiet scene, uh, and it's a quick scene, but um, in uh, Rebels, the final duel between Kenobi and Maul on Tatooine, just the dialogue between them two. There's little touches that you don't uh, pick up, like when Kenobi first, his first stance with the lightsaber is the same stance that he took with Vader, uh, and then he changes it, and Maul notices the change. But just that dialogue between the two, uh, after the entirety of, you got the Clone Wars, you got uh, the, uh, the movies, it, just that buildup, and then that last fight. And how beautifully it's done and how quickly it's done, I thought was great. And that he died with Kenobi uh, in a desert with no one else around. Was yeah, awesome. kind of ignominious death type yep. of thing. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Well, the next two are going to kind of take me back to my youth, but uh, Empire, when they go, Imperial Walkers. <clears throat> 
on the North Ridge. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. And I, 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 to this day, remember being 10, 12 years old or whatever and, and looking at that. And my mom turned to me in the theater and goes, I bet you guys are going to have toys for that. Oh, and, yeah. And it was just immediately like, I need to own one of those. It, and it to and again we talk uh, you uh, we've talked about Christmas Story or whatever greatest like my yeah. Red Rider was my my Imperial Walker man it was just the best present I ever got so that's 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 a special one for me very cool um, mine uh, Luke versus Vader in Empire really yeah oh. I just love that fight when he loses his hand yes well you know the, the shit happens uh. he gets it back he gets a new one. They all lose body parts. Yes. Some yes. Skywalkers. Yeah, they, they are. I well, mean, no, somebody loses an arm in every single Star Wars movie, do they not? Correct me if I'm wrong. I you're right. Everyone? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. I don't know if you're the, the last three or whatever, but I thought somebody loses an arm or a hand The last in every... three aren't Star Wars movies. Oh, wow. The shit. <laughs> wow. Go on. How do you really feel? <laughs> no, I think we need to talk this through. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just a, a great fight. I remember seeing it in the theater and just like, just like, Staring wildly at watching this fight. Yeah. And, well, yeah, no, and, yeah, later and, on they did more stuff. I mean, just watching the force and jump up, and they were using the force like they had as, as yeah, yeah. And I think force fighting, if you will, it was like uh, it was a little. I mean, in retrospect, it was a little disappointing. Obi Wan versus Darth Vader in, in, in New Hope because it yeah. was you know essentially Alec Guinness and, yeah. and a big you, you guy. Didn't, and, you didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. And, and so, then yes. that was the first, that was the first like lightsaber, lightsaber with the force and two yeah. Jedis going at it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. The, the great thing about that is that you get this sense that it, and it builds is that Vader has no respect for Luke at all. And the first half of that fight, he is literally fighting with one hand. He's yeah. got the yeah, lightsaber he, he, in yeah. one hand and he's just he's toying you know, with him, pairing him, and he's knocking him down. And then when Luke separates, and and then he's walking in that hall, and then the music changes, and his breathe Vader's breathing change, and now he's got both his hands, and you can just feel he wants to destroy him. To end this, yeah. And that is, and it just peaks, and then it there, and then it just keeps going up more, and then you're out on it, and that's when he the big reveal, great. Great choice. Love that scene. Well, thank you. Yeah. There's so much thought we put into this shit. What's your second? Rich, do you do you want a permanent job? Because <laughs> you just we only need me. one needs one on this yeah. panel. That you just replace me, sorry. bitch. Sorry. All right, no, sorry, Rich. Go ahead. One of my other most favorite scenes is <laughs> the lightsaber duel that I um, put all lightsaber duels up against. Maybe it's an easy one, but it's Maul, Obi Wan, Phantom Menace. It, uh, the, With the exception of the ending of it. Yeah, the ending is terrible, yeah. but the actual, you could tell oh. it was the first time where you saw, and they, and then you find out yeah. later when you watch like the making of it, how much they went at it, uh, how fast it was, how just the, the, and the double lightsaber and what oh. he could do with it yeah. and the flips, Ray Park was that, that made Ray Park's bones. It really did. Yeah. It, it, so for that, me up right until he cuts him in half, I thought. Oh, going for the point where he's pacing back and forth, waiting, waiting yes. for that to come oh, down. Oh my god! It. He, You're, it's like yes. a lion in a cage. Oh, I'm just food. looking I'm at him. Oh. That, that actually was my top scene because that, that. I mean, 
the way they waste Maul there. I know oh, they run back wasted. later, but but it was such a cool scene when he's just yes. dragging the, the saber as he's walking. He's just like, oh, you're, oh, you're yeah. dead. Yeah, that was a, I get chills now. <laughs> so great, great moment. Yes, oh. in my opinion, it's like with the Borg and Star Trek. That scene right there, you have the most wicked villain in all of Star Wars, and if he if they don't find a way to destroy him, he's more wicked than Darth Vader. He's a better villain. He just looks yeah, badass. He's, he's better than Falcon and yeah. He's better than all of them. Yeah. And then they do what they did, and you were just like, oh. They make up for it in Clone Wars. So my number one uh, for me was, uh, and amazingly, none of these are from any of the movies, the Ahsoka Vader battle in Rebels. That the, find, the, the confrontation where she finds out that it's Anakin... And I'm not, I'm not going to go into what happens after that, but the, but that battle really showed how much Ahsoka's grown. You know, by that point, we had a lot of history of, of what the Sith are, but but you see the hatred. Uh, just a uh, a great fucking scene between those two. All right, well, like I said, I was doing them in reverse order, like Brian always does it, but my favorite Star Wars scene of all time is from A New Hope, and it's not one that you probably expect, but... When they Greedo. Not Greedo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Him shooting Wombat. When they get off... These the... are not your droids. Okay, nope. no. I'm just... We chopped off the arm. The, uh... When they first get off the Death Star, and it starts off with Leia going, here they come. And it's Han and, uh, and Luke Skywalker climbing into those turrets, and I don't know, dude. It's, uh... I can watch... I've watched that a million times, and I turned into a nine-year-old boy. Don't get cocky, kid. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's like part video game, it's part World War Two movie, it's a farm boy and a and a pirate fighting off the Nazis. It's just it 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 gets me. I mean, like I'm yes. getting goosebumps talking about yeah. it, you know. And it's like it just it literally turns me into a nine year old boy every time. And yeah. it just the, that is the joy of that film to me. And the John Williams score. Yes. when Han Solo comes and he says. Come on, buddy. We're not out of yeah, this yet. Yeah, exactly. And then you see them climbing in, and then as they're turning stuff on, the the, yeah, the it, score changes. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. See, it turns great... me into a thirteen-year-old boy, which, unlike a nine-year-old boy, means I can appreciate tits. Had to get it. <laughs> you just you, you were doing so well for such a long time, and you had to get you it in. Keith, what do you got? <laughs> it, it turned me into a fifteen-year-old boy because I didn't see it till till Empire came out. So, oh, uh, yeah, so I'm back to back. I missed it in the theater. I couldn't get a ride. And I'm not, everyone had already seen it, so I didn't see uh, the it's first. It's cool that you got to see them back to back. Yeah, New Hope until, until Empire came out. And all my friends were like rubbing in dicks. Um, <laughs> they're not listening. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Tommy. <laughs> Do you know Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, mine was Maul. I, 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 so I, the, the Darth Maul, the, the, Queen the Darth Shungan, Maul, the, 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 yeah. The, the just, just, yeah, you know what? I, I didn't, you know, the, the where he's pacing, yeah, waiting that, for that, that part, shield to come just, down. Just, yeah. I forgot how like, cool holy, that yeah, man, was. He's gonna, he's gonna, oh. Well, you know he's not going to kill Obi-Wan because obviously well, yeah, he's obviously. old. But you're like, how the fuck is he going to yell this? I just remember watching that after he chopped down Qui-Gon. And you're like, oh, he, he, he better run. <laughs> Yeah, I know, the pacing. I, I know I would, I would have been running. The pacing, yeah. yes, that was so such that, a that cool. Scene is just, like I said, that's so builds. Yeah, that's so builds. 
All right. Fucking wasted him. We got a, like a minute and a half left on the clock, so let's uh, please let our guest uh, get his last pick in. You got two minutes to kill. Go. Minute and a half. Come on, bitch. He's stolen. Oh, <laughs> uh, Just say it was one of mine. Yeah, you know that uh, I got nothing. Go ahead, bro. You're gonna. Have <laughs> you know to what? Again, I, it, it, the motion capture is so Kamal. Uh, everything about that. I, uh, I need to watch that. I yeah, need to watch it, that. It, it, Phenomenal. The dragging of the lightsaber, the the pushing. It it is really animated. It is one of the best fight scenes in the in the entire Star Wars. Again, you use the force Wars. so well in that. Yes. I love when the when you. Lightsaber duels using the force. Yes, and uh, that's probably why the the Vader uh, Luke fight because that's when you first see the people using the force to, to leap to come down. They expand upon it so much later on. And again, they built a lot of history between Ahsoka and Maul, so yeah. there's there was a whole lot going into that. Yeah, no idea of that, but okay. Uh, I I did uh, I do remember one. Um, you Palpatine. Uh, and I, I would agree with what you had said earlier about Palpatine, but in Clone Wars, sorry, this is going to be a spoiler. Yeah, I feel bad. We no. don't. We spoil it. Okay. No. So, um, but one of the best scenes in Clone Wars involving Palpatine. Oh, Rich, oh. Rich finish your thought. Is when he. Oh, he gets extra thirty seconds. He's a guest. Fuck yes. him. He confronts uh, Maul and Savage Opress yes. after Maul. Um, kills Prez Vizsla, uh, yeah. and you just see how badass Palpatine is, and what he does to both of them, and just and just brings Maul to his knees and kills Savage Ofre- Opress. Outstanding scene in uh, Clone Wars. It's the same feeling you get when uh, you see Yoda fight Christopher Lee's character. Oh, Dooku. 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 When they when he fights, and he's just a gerbil on fucking crack. Yeah, it's that same feeling you get. With oh my god, yeah, that's badass. All right, well, that's our top three Star Wars scenes. Let us know what yours are. All right, so we brought Rich in. Uh, this is a Star Wars centric uh, issue of the podcast, and uh, I think uh, the question needs to be posed: Is now that the uh, the entire Skywalker saga has been told, poorly or or not, depending on your opinion? Uh, I actually haven't even seen the ninth movie, so um, what? Where does this go? I mean, there's, there's obviously it's 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 a it's a it's a printing press to print money. Not so much. You don't think so? No, not so much right now. It's not. Uh, the last three films really hurt the franchise. I mean, they really hurt the franchise. The so toys just, aren't selling. But now they can come out three other movies or place those, and people pay billions of dollars to see those. So they're actually making more money. That's what the rumor is. I know. And, is that they're going to And those make. will all be multi-billion dollar movies. Because so they'll be better. It is printing money. It doesn't matter if they're better or not. People still going to see them. People went and saw nine. They did. <laughs> they how, did. how much money did they bring in? I have no idea. Okay, I'm just saying think- that... that I think people saw nine because they knew that it was the end of the saga. I mean, it was the end of the Skywalker saga. I, I think that that drew a lot of people. I don't necessarily know that it drew a lot of people for the right two reasons. or three times. Oh, there were people. Right. I, I you know a lot of people come in here have seen it multiple times. My boss's really? favorite movie, favorite Star Wars movie of them all, is Last Jedi. Wow. Well, that's his favorite. 
Wow. Yeah. Thinks it's the finest Star young, Wars Young guy, old made. guy? Uh, a little younger than me. Probably okay. right in Richie's age range. Wow. Yeah, that's... Wow, that's kind of... Wow. Yeah. Finest Star Wars movie ever made was, was Last Jedi. Uh, I, I really hated the prequels for a lot of years until I rewatched them. And then I had the Clone Wars, which I absolutely loved, um, which really bolstered it and added to the film. So now I, I don't think... So is that where this... Do you, you think it's just going to be animate, like online animated features or anim, TV animated features and The Mandalorian and, and that type of thing in comics? Or I think that the series, The Mandalorian has done so well. Well, I, I, I've said this before. The Mandalorian had brought, to me, brought Star Wars back around to where I love it. I, I think that if they let Filoni run it, they would be making money hand over fist. Yeah. He's heavily involved with it, too. It was Filoni and Favre. <coughs> yeah. Were heavily, heavily involved with creating uh, the Mandalorian. They need to put Filoni in Feige's position. I for, agree. For Star Wars. I agree. I agree. That, that, that's why Marvel has done so well, is they have one guy in charge. And and I'm not just saying guy, one person. Yeah. Know. And, you know. He doesn't necessarily have to have a penis. Thank but you I, for that. As you chew on a red bite. But I think that that's the I think that's the yeah, first that's, that's what they need. first step. I think that that would guarantee people coming back to check it out at least. It's somebody who gets the Star Wars yeah, you universe. Got someone who's like a fan. Well, no, I, I think I, I think a, a fan needs to do. I mean, and call it fan service or whatever the new buzzword is or something like that. But I mean, like to me, like the Mandalorian, what it is a western in space. With all the best elements of a western in space that I liked from the first from the the first trilogy. It's Lone Wolf and Cub. It is Lone Wolf and Cub, and it's also the Three Godfathers and a whole bunch of old cowboy movies and Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby, and you know, I mean, and, and you know, I bring up three things. I bring up um, Star Wars Rogue One. I bring up The Mandalorian, and then I bring up uh, the Clone Wars, an animated series that ran seven seasons, a standalone film. And then streaming service, a miniseries. The thing that none of them have is a trilogy. I think that you... Br- I, I don't understand why there always has to be a trilogy. Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2 were great. They were shot at the same time. They were broken up. It was two films. It didn't drag on. And you knew. Episode 7, Force Awakens, made a ton of money. There was lots of problems with it, but it was a fun popcorn movie. Not a eight was just terrible, and it was right in the middle. It, it soured every a lot of people, and I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people going to see nine, and everyone knew that they had to fix. So break the mold, get rid of trilogies, consider doing something different. Lord of the Rings, quadrilogy. Lord of the Rings was three books. It was always going to be a trilogy, and it was also Comic. shot all at the same what time over Comic. a course of three or four years. The other thing that Lord of the Rings, why it was so great, is because you finally had the special effects caught up to what the story needed. The, one of the things that The Mandalorian, why The Mandalorian is so great, is because the special effects that they use, the technology that they have, is so good that you are literally, as an actor, you are in what, you, what we see in the show, they are acting in. Right. 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 And that and, is huge, and that's one of the arguments that could be made about the 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 uh, prequels. Terrible is was they were literally in a room in a green screen, and it was a high school play, and that's why you weren't getting 
you know, it was a painted backdrop. But oh no, you're on the middle in the middle of Tatooine or whatever, and everybody's looking around like, well, no, it's a, it's a warehouse in Burbank with a green screen or whatever. So. And most of what you, it, it was a cartoon. It was almost like um, the Mary Poppins scenes where yeah. Dick Van Dyke is dancing with yeah. the penguins. Is really the prequels. Yeah, yeah. you got no, so many right. uh, CGI characters. That. No, and that, no, okay, and that's interesting that you bring up um, Rogue One, and we haven't really talked to that in depth at all. I mean, that's my second favorite Star Wars movie. Mine too. I, yeah, I would put it way up there. It, I mean, it's it's it, it to me it legit legitimized the Empire. I mean, it was yeah. it was a it was a it was a, it was a war movie. And the Empire, I got news for you, they weren't the guys that everybody makes the jokes about, like, oh, they can't hit the broadside of our They were killing guys. They yeah. were killing units. Except for the blind guy. They couldn't hit him. They couldn't hit the blind guy with the side of a barn. The force is strong in him. That was just the greatest fucking scene. Dude, I, I, scene. I actually would have liked to have him tripping or just, you know, sort of drunken monkeying the way through. That would have even been even that better. Because the, the force was making him move. Like, he tripped. That would have been better. It went by. Because they were hitting everything else but this one guy walking. And I'm like, you need to have him weaving somehow and make it through tripping and the force yeah, is actually the, doing it. Yeah, because the bolts aren't going around him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would agree with that. would have been fun. But, that's, but Rich, you bring up an interesting point. Like, do you, I mean, that's the thing. Is, is it just they have this, this idea in Hollywood, like, it has to be a trilogy? I mean... To me, Solo wasn't, I mean, you know, a couple of cheesy moments aside, wasn't that bad of a film. No, it was I liked it. I liked it. It was, okay. I thought that the guy did a great job as Solo. I really did. Yeah. I thought the story was shit. I liked the characters. Yes. I liked the people who inhabited. The thing about Rogue One that's different than every other Star Wars film is all the main characters die. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so good. Yeah. And you're not expecting that. And by the end of the movie, where they all start dying, you don't want them to. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was waiting for, for the robot to uh, pull up with a ship and take them off at the end there before the explosion gets. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, no, they got to live. It's got to be something yeah. like this. And you know, well, he was I, and, part of the computer, so he just put himself in a different droid. And, and, correct me no, if I'm nothing. wrong, the, uh, the line out of New Hope was uh, a number of our agents died getting us these plans. Yeah, number, not all. See, that's why they could live. No, that and that was that was part of what because that's the first time in Star Wars that that really happened. Yeah, where you had your main characters dying, didn't make it through the film. Solo, I didn't like because they tried to cram every little bit of the Han Solo's Solo past, war. Yeah. Well, no, in and, one movie. And okay, Rich, but you know, help me out here. New Hope. Well, the Millennium Falcon made the Kessel Run in twelve, 12, parsecs. In 12 parsecs. Yeah. Did we that that was okay? Well, I don't know what that is, but that makes him a badass, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's that like a shortcut. It, it's and then all of a sudden it's well, we're going to show the castle run, yeah. mm-hmm. and that diminishes that that legend. I mean, and he also took a shortcut. He cheated. You know what? They gave him the dice. They everything about him. Yeah. What I would have liked to have seen is kind of a, a I don't want to say geeky kind of, but the the kid who turns into. On Solo. Yeah, there's, there's, there's. He's got to have the charm to start with, but how that all just gets all the way up to where they should have done. Uh, and again, it was under 15 minutes. But they should have done Last Crusade, the first 15 minutes of Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. They uh-huh. should have had something like that in Han Solo or in Solo or whatever. Like right. you, the, they, yeah. there wasn't a, there wasn't enough of an origin. Like you, you didn't really get that from him. I don't know. Yes, no, I Maybe agree. You didn't, you didn't get. Uh, how hard things were, and then what was Amelia Clark? I thought her character was just—I'm uh, going to say it. 
Throwing necks. I'm gonna say it. She's a whore. But stunt uh, ca- is also stunt casting because she was so popular coming off. Of and and yeah, it was a who cares character. Yeah. It was uh oh, this is the love of my life. Well, you know what? At at 15, 16, I had a few loves of my life. Yeah. That nowadays I would look at and go, oh no, yeah. uh, you know what is it? The, the Garth Brooks song, "Thank God for Unanswered Prayers." <laughs> uh, really, but I I just I thought that the I loved the characters in it. Didn't like the story yeah. around it. No, that's a good. That's actually good. I thought there were aspects of it that were good, but yeah, the story was weak. Yeah, the story was weak, and I thought everybody did a good job. I thought Amelia Clark was useless. I didn't think she needed to be in it. Glover uh, was great. Yes. Oh no! He oh made, he my made that God! He was made that was great. They should have. Wow. They should have. They should have just done. And I thought the guy who played um, Han Solo did a great job. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really do. I don't think that they needed to have him meet Chewie in this one. Yeah. I mean, I know you needed to see Chewbacca, but I didn't think that they needed to have him meet. You could have had it happen at the end. Oh yeah, just, just uh, yeah, yeah, and then you know, you all setting up if you if there was going to be a sequel, you can do that. And that would have, you know, Han and Chewie would have been a great yeah. next movie. If you were going to have him meet Chewie, or you were going to have him do the Kessel Run, though, like meet you had Chewie, Chew, you ha- I would have had, I would rather have seen him meet Chewie. Yeah, yeah. just because it's Chewie. Yeah. So, okay, so where does the franchise... I mean, so, okay, Richie, we're bringing it up. Like, okay, standalone movies, animated series, and then live-action series. So, I mean, do you think that's where the franchise goes? I think uh, streaming service is huge. One, uh, one series... I, I think that there's so many characters that they already have. Um, I, you can bring back uh, Donald Glover, and you could do Lando. Um, yeah, you, I think they, that, they had that, already that been be talking huge. about doing bringing back Ewan McGregor as um, Obi-Wan. They are. Which, That's in production. Yes, which is a, would be, see what he did on Tatooine while Luke was growing up. One that I would really like to see is live action, and uh, you you're definitely taking a darker turn here, would be um, Dr. Aphra. Yeah. That, and that, it, you would have to do live streaming. Okay, so that's, no, that, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that's a comic series? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I'm not I'm not familiar with it. So what's the? She's one of the most intriguing Star Wars characters that they've created. Okay, uh, they've just done a great job with her in the comics. Okay, and uh, what makes her so intriguing? She is. Got... You know, did you watch Star Trek: Next Generation? No. Okay, then forget that example because I was going to give the the archaeologist that Picard falls oh, so in love with. She basically is an archaeologist. Okay. Who um, falsified her credentials? Okay. Um, but and, and she is like. She's like in a essence, mercenary she's a, archaeologist. Yeah, yes. she's a mercenary archaeologist. She's she like has a, the anti R two D two and R two and C three P. Okay, uh, the anti complete anti. These are psychotic. Want to kill your droids? Okay, yeah. And she 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 ends up getting um, hooked in with Vader um, because Vader comes up with a plot to try and overthrow Emperor Palpatine and be the sole ruler of oh, the empire okay, okay that's and she's um she's involved with it and then escapes and then they they go off into her series and she will figure out ways to come up with relics she gets herself in trouble she has no she's indiana jones in star wars and but she has no morals okay, okay so no she's, more like, she's more like Bullock. she's Bullock. yes yes, yes. Okay. And, and and you're always kind of waiting for that moment where she's going to redeem herself. Okay. But the the adventures that she could go on, the way that they tie in characters, uh-huh. and it never it doesn't seem like it's necessarily forced. Uh-uh. Um, 
And the way they, but what you could do in live action, especially after seeing The Mandalorian, would it would be Indiana Jones in Star Wars with you know what I would imagine to be a rather attractive female, and but she's she's kind of a badass. All right, and she always she really is, and she keeps finding herself in situations. Okay, it's like it's not a, a I'm going into this. It's I'm in the middle of it, and like Han Solo, yeah, I'm in the middle of it, and then something else happened. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and what she's got to do to get out of it. Okay, okay. What well, I, what I what I really liked about it as well is that. One of the great things about the Clone Wars was the clones and what they did to develop. You actually liked the clones. Yes. And you knew that, like, holy cow, these these eventually trans, you know, transition into stormtroopers, but you really liked them. And it had nothing to do with the Force. They were involved with the Jedi. Rogue One, you got to see a different side of the Empire. Um, but the story really was these characters and what they went through. And uh, I, I think the Mandalorian, you have this whole different sect, the Mandalore, and you, but it ties in with the Empire. You get to see the cool things about the Empire. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to see. Go away from the Force, where, but they're still, you can still bring it in, and they're going to with Ahsoka Tano because Ahsoka Tano is, <clears throat> is a Jedi, basically. All right. So I don't want it to be the main focus being about the Jedi, but. I like that gritty, um, and that's what it would continue right, on. So let me, throw, let me throw you my elevator pitch for my brother credit on this one. The effects of the death of Jabba the Hutt on the power structure of crime. on uh, So essentially the Godfather on Tantu, uh, in Moss Eisley with what happens after Jabba the Hutt gets killed and what do all the other criminals do. That would... That... You know, what, what you miss in a lot of Star Wars is that a lot of the characters... Uh, are not nice people. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the people that you like aren't necessarily... Han Solo's a smuggler. Yeah. You know you know that he... is. He's an outlaw. Yeah. Did Greedo fire first? That's the big... No, Han did. Yeah. Han yeah. killed him. Han well, had a price the, on his head. That's what I like about Han. He came around and he became part of a team. became part of yes. a bigger thing. Because he was a loner. But he was him. still part of the underbelly of, like, the huts. Yeah. And then you get Cad Bane and you get... Who was the other one? The spiky-headed one who in... Uh, Rebels. Sabaja. Oh, in Rebels? Uh, was it Rebels? Clone Wars. Clone Wars. He's kind of, he always reminded me of Chinese. Oh, Hondu? Hondu! Yeah. <laughs> he's great. You, you have a lot of, is that the one voiced by James Wong? I he's might like, be. He's like kind of a minor criminal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. But he keeps I would love back. to see the story more about the, who was the chicken in Last Jedi with the big goggles eyes? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was an intriguing character. That Mas Katana? Mas, yeah. Where you're oh, like, she's supposed oh. to be older than yes. the universe or something and that's, like that. Uh, yeah, and so she would be an interesting character. How did she get Luke's lightsaber, you know? there's But a lot of the Star Wars, the more favorite characters are the underbelly. Yeah. So when you talk about a, what is the, the power struggle with Jabba the Hutt, uh, just the Huts in general. Yeah. I love. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a that gang, would be a, a that gangster, would be uh, fucking great. And you got you could bring in so many different uh, elements that already exist that are going to be there. No, they're going to go back to the uh, the golden age of the Jedi is what they're doing, the High Republic, which I'm not as excited about. Well, the trick is you know where it ends. So how do you like Apollo 13, the movie Apollo 13? You, you knew what happened. 
You Gandhi. know, you know what happens at the end, or Gandhi, I guess, <laughs> unless you're eight and your mom forces you to go. Um, but you know, it was still a great movie, be, although you knew what happens. And so that's the. I, I think they some of the things you want to avoid is let's not see the whole building of the republic again, and after <clears throat> you know episode nine, and let let's not let's avoid that. And let's avoid the over, you know, the coming of the the big bad empire again. Let's avoid that. No, but what you will see is uh, the Sith, which would be cool. Um, they uh, they canonized a number of the Sith lords, which would be cool to see. They also uh, talk about like Sith soldiers. If yeah. you read about a lot of it, I would like to see that because in the, all the movies that we've seen, it's always just been too. And they're always in the shadows, and they're always, you know, plotting. And the rule of two, I mean, though it's a thousand years old, that didn't come till later. So it would be cool to see more Sith Lords and to see how they interacted together. And yeah, they have this great hatred. Is it a hatred for the Jedi? Eh. Uh, it's just hatred. So yeah, it would be cool to see uh, a group of just badasses that uh, are going to be the ultimate. That would be High Republic. They're not going to go that way. Because they're stupid. It would be like Highlander Republic? That's the Sith. That's essentially what it is. You only have a master and an apprentice. Yeah. You don't have anything show, else. Show where they got to that point. Yes. Why how, they got how, to that how, point. How got to that point. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing is, is, though, that the whole point of the Sith is to have the apprentice, have the master train the apprentice to the point where the apprentice is stronger then the master, and then the apprentice kills the master. That's the whole evolution Cycle, yeah. of, well, of the yeah, yeah, but you know what? you got to wonder, because <clears throat> Obi-Wan allowed himself to be killed because at that point he understood about being a Force ghost, which they overused the shit out, by the way. Because it was just Qui-Gon Jinn who told Yoda, who told Kenobi. And now everybody is a fucking Force ghost. No, it wasn't that till Qui-Gon Jinn. That wasn't a thing. He figured it out. Do you, do you, I'm going to throw a thing with the Jedi. Do you think the one thing that the new movies did was add new elements to what a Jedi can do? The When the prequels were coming out, it was really awesome because Lucas was like, now you're going to really see on film what a Jedi can do and their amazing abilities. In the last three films, they started to add powers to the Jedi that some just kind of befuddled me. I, I didn't quite get and I didn't like, like in nine, when you know, Ray and Kylo Ren have this connection, but then all of a sudden there's physical things that can show up. There's a duality. Like the, yeah, they called it. And I, I just. They made them superheroes. They can teleport now. You can just pull the other one through to a different thing. You, you can never. It, That's I just stupid. thought. Yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous. the question I have is do you think that if they do stuff with. Jedi, do you think they just kind of forget about that? Yes. So, I, I, yes. Okay. Or do you take your band on it? To your point, okay. Oh. What? What's? <laughs> don't even. Don't start on the midichlorians. That's what I said. I, I think those mistakes are the midichlorians, and you don't ever mention them again. No. You don't ever do and that then, again. All right. No. To your That's rich. Right. To your point. Okay. So what's cooler? Han Solo walks into the the banquet room in Bespin, starts shooting at Vader, and Vader's blocking him with his blocking the blaster with his hand. 
or or is it cooler that Kylo Ren freezes the blaster bolt that in midair? So freezes all the badass. See, I to me, I like the I no. kind of like that no. lived in lo fi. Yeah, it's like where no, when he powerful. did that, that was a oh my fucking god moment. Well, he I wish they would stop the blaster bolt. That not, was so it was, okay. It was bolt. cool, but in having time to think about that and having time to digest it. I like that that lo-fi. My ships have have physical switches and levers and dials and gauges, and I like that Vader was blocking the blaster with his hand, as opposed to my force powers are so overwhelming that like you are not a threat to me whatsoever. Yeah, you had a problem with it too. No, Kylo Ren's was more um, would have been more realistic to what the force could do, in that. He he could do that without this, because it's putting your hand up. Vader didn't need to put his hand up. Vader could have just stood there, and the bolts would have gone. He didn't need to do this dramatic thing. Yeah, he um, could have deflected them. Yeah, yeah. Because getting to what Keith normally gets into is just the physics of it. Don't get yeah. him started on physics. No, no. If you stop the bolt, it's badass, but it's going to dissipate. It's not yeah. like it's a physical. Thing. Yeah, it wouldn't sit there. It wouldn't sit there. The you know, energy would dissipate, yeah. and that would have been cooler. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was it cool that he... fizzled out around him. Yeah, it, that it, he walked away, and it blew up yeah. the rock behind him. Oh, that was that's, dramatic. That, that's stopping time. That's a there totally you go. different thing. Yes. But visually, that was just badass. <laughs> him stopping the... I, I'm not going to disagree with the... I think that toning uh, the Jedi's power down... No, I, I personally think if it's just a matter of it's the telekinesis and the, the fantastic lightsaber skills and jumping like, you know, wire foo and stuff like that, I think it needs to go back to that rather than trying to advance that. I mean, unless they feel the need that they've got to compete with, you know, like you said, superheroes now where it's like now we're going to have Jedi Iron Man armor and Jedi, you know, flying like Superman or something like that. I, I'm Well, the interesting thing about the comics, because we haven't even talked about the comics, is... You really want to see Darth Vader be a badass? Read the comics. Vader down. Yes. Oh because, no, Vader yeah. down. Vader down is phenomenal. Because what he does as a pilot is what they say. What he does with his lightsaber is what you always hear about in the movies, but then you don't see. Right. The Clone Wars. It, that's not the purpose of the Clone Actually, Wars. Actually, I was going to say that I caught the first like season and a half of Rebels when they brought. I think the second season is when they brought Vader in, and like they drop a Walker on him. Yeah. Yeah. They drop a like four not, not not the two legged one the four legged one and he literally shrugs it off and lifts it up with the force and it's like yes that's va- that's yeah. that's how badass this guy is right and to be. as a pilot you see him destroy an, a, a complete squadron with him and his his tie fighter yeah and, and in the comics he does that he'll take down a whole ship with his lightsaber you know what is that there's some red. Uh, yeah, blade looking thing and that's him throwing yeah. his lightsaber and taking off the front half of a, an x-wing fighter so the comics you know does that for jedi for vader and what he can do as far as his power level i would like to see you know that kind of thing but it just seemed like they they were forcing things in the last three films that i i didn't think needed to happen you know what and there were limits to it in the clone wars when they try to um, force Cad Bane to speak, it took three of them. It wasn't one of them couldn't do it. 
So there were actual limits to, you know, Anakin and Kenobi couldn't get Cad Bane to speak. They had to throw another Jedi in, and the three of them went and broke him. So, yeah, I think the limits on it for what, what they were showing in, in uh, the last three movies, it was almost limitless. They were superheroes. Yeah. They were gods. And, yeah. and I don't think that that... And uh, one of the things that we don't talk about ever, but, yeah, to your point, I think that the lo-fi... There's, there's more drama in, in less power. Yes. You, you can tell better stories with less power. The more powerful you are, the more it takes to stop you. Why I don't like Superman is because nothing can hurt him. How hard is it to be a superhero if you can't be hurt? How, how hard is it to take over something if you, you're all-powerful? So I think if they were to... They would go to back to where they have to work together to do stuff. And, and it just creates more storytelling, more drama, more more fun characters. That was some of the best things about Clone Wars, for example. Some of the story arcs that they had uh, had nothing to do... They were never focused on the Jedi. The Jedi was always a part of it. And, and even there's, still, there's, a lot, there's a bunch of them that they aren't even a mm-hmm. part of it that are really great story arcs. Um, that focused on the clones, but it, it never was, they were always a part of the story. It was never a focus of the story. And, uh, it, it's kind of hard when your first movie of the tree, uh, the, of the new trilogy is the force awakens, you know, everything is about the, the force and mm-hmm. Jedi, it, it, they, they made it that way. So it's hard to not have a movie that way. But again, I, I say get away from trilogies. You rely on some of the other sources, like the comics and some of the novels and stuff. There's so much good stuff in there that most people haven't read or seen that you could put it out there, and it's it's great stories. And mm-hmm. do some of those, whether you do it animated or live action or as a mini series. Mara Jade. Mara Jade. They Maybe. talked Timothy's about bringing her into the movies. Yes. And Brie Larson, the player. Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn. Thrawn. Timothy Zahn, yeah. Thrawn gets that, brought that, up. That whole Air the Empire storyline is fantastic. Yeah. I read that, and then when you see these sequels, you're like, oh, no, they should have done that. That's better. So do you think that they, they should continue <laughs> forward with where they're going or uh, go back to some of the other stories that they could tell? I actually would like to see an expanded Mandalorian time frame if you will mm-hmm. where they're t- you're talking about the the after effects of the fall of the empire uh i i actually kind of when i saw the, the information about the the peak of the jedi and the new republic and stuff like that i would like to see that although i'd like to see the like we discussed the jedi kind of limited in power and not you know going around and moving planets or something yes. like that um and and again i i think you need to tell you know and the mandalorian kind of touches on it you need to tell that dirtier corner of the universe where that's what, where everybody likes it you know you know and 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 not have you know jedi and you know armies of of troops fighting each other i like those little the littler stories star wars is made of the littler stories you know if you look at the first three it's a farm boy who it's luke who makes the yeah it's a it's a farm boy who goes on a hero's journey now i would argue that um I would like to say that the prequel movies were Anakin. Uh, I get more Kenobi. Oh, he was so good. He was. He was fantastic. Thing. Yeah. Him and Darth uh, Maul. And seeing Yoda fight. But more more importantly, the Clone Wars tells a, a, a 
tells a massive moment of history. I find I always found it interesting that George Lucas said, well, this was always my, my original vision was always, you know, the arc of Anakin Skywalker. I always looked at Star Wars and Empire and Return of the Jedi as a good versus evil story. Mm-hmm. It was never, ever, you didn't need the prequels and the, no. and the last three films to talk about Anakin Skywalker at all. It, I, I think that it's, to me, that just didn't, never made sense and it, it's never what drew me to it. If they're going to move forward with it, I think you gotta you got to keep it gritty. That's the thing that's been attracting me most to um, coming back to it was things like Rogue One, some of the great story arcs in... Um, uh, in the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, you know that we only got four stories with the Bad Batch. Although uh, aren't they coming out with an animated series for those guys? Yep, and um, and not so focused on recreating what they had done with the three films. Yeah, and they ended the uh, standalone movies because of Solo. Yeah, because there were other standalone movies planned that they just killed because Solo did so shitty. Which you knew it was going to. You can't fire your directors, which they've made some amazing things. And then all of a sudden, bring in Ron Howard. It, you just knew it was it was never going to live up to... <laughs> it was never going to live up to what it needed to. No. No, and the, the problem is it tried. I think you go way before or you go after. <laughs> what? If you're going to do another trilogy. Do or do not. There is no try. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say that. Fuck y'all. All right. With a, with a final fuck you all, we're going to end that. Uh, we're going to end this discussion. Let us know where you think the Star Wars franchise should go. Where do you think the Star Wars franchise should go? Let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks for listening. And hey, keep on geeking on.